0: You are staring at me like, who is this guy? Maybe you haven't been here the last couple of weeks, but I shaved my head and uh, I feel a couple of pounds lighter, whatever that means. But hey, I am super excited that you're here, and uh, hey, do me a favor and give it up one more time for those that are watching us right now online. We appreciate those. Who plug in with us each and every week, and um, we're grateful for our online audience that are part of our Rethink Life Church family. And let me just say, if you are if you are visiting today, maybe you came with a friend, a friend invited you. Maybe you're new to the area. Maybe you're just getting settled in, and you're still looking for a church home. Hey, we want you to know you could not have picked a better Sunday to be at a church called Rethink Life church than today. And we're so grateful and so honored that you've chosen to come and be a part and to worship with us here today. And uh, man, I'm just overflowing. My heart is full. I'm excited and um, for what God has put in my heart. And what I really want to share with you today and really what this day means to our church and really what it means moving forward and what we believe God is. Calling us to do and uh, directionally where God is leading us to go. But before I do all that, wasn't the worship amazing today? Come on, somebody. Let's let our team know our production, our worship, our setup team. Such an amazing, amazing team. I love each of them so much and so grateful for the amazing role and such an important role that they play here at Rethink Life Church. And so very, very thankful for them. And today, happens to be day seven of 21 days of prayer. And uh, we just kicked it off uh, last Monday. And so if you have not had the opportunity to be a part of our prayer focus, we're starting bright and early tomorrow morning at 9, excuse me, at 6 a.m., I should say, at 6 a.m. And on Saturdays at 9 a.m. But tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., we'll be on Facebook and Instagram Live. And we really encourage you to plug in with us. Um, It's only about 15 minutes, but it's an opportunity for us just to set aside those first 15 minutes and just really lock in and focus in on what we're believing God to do is we're kicking off our fall season of ministry. A school just got started this past Wednesday, and I know others are still settling in. And um, we just wanna, listen, we wanna be proactive in prayer, okay? We just believe with all of our heart, there is power in prayer. We don't wanna be reactive, we wanna be proactive, we wanna lead the way. We believe that prayer is not our last resort, it's our first response, you agree with that? And so we just wanna lead the way in prayer and believe God to do something supernatural. And we wanna invite God into everything that we are doing. We need God's help, God's power, His favor, His provision, His protection, His presence, His peace, more than ever before, amen. And so uh, that's what we're pressing in and praying for each and every day, 6 a.m. And uh, today, as soon as we're dismissed, is also uh, Baptism Sunday, so if you've never been baptized by immersion, And you think to yourself, man, I need to do that. Well, today is a perfect day to do that. We have the baptismal pool all set up and ready to go. We already have somebody that's going to be baptized. And, man, we have T-shirts and shorts and undergarments, towels. We have anything and everything you could possibly need. All you got to do is just say, I'm all in. Here I am. I want to be obedient to the Lord in this first step of obedience in my faith to make my faith public through water baptism. And so you can go out to uh, the Next Steps uh, banner there at the Connect booth on your way out today. We'd love to have the opportunity to baptize you. Well, let me just begin by uh, asking you to just, if anything, for the next few minutes, ask God to open up your heart, open up your mind And I've been praying all week for today and just been doing the very same thing, that God would use this day as an opportunity for us to build off of as it relates to what we really believe God is leading us to do and where directionally he's leading us to go. And uh, I'm excited. I believe that God is doing something very, very unique and special as far as his timing and things that God is doing behind the scenes that I want to really share with you today today. First and foremost, uh, let me just say this, 22 years ago, over 22 years ago, I should say, uh, Michelle and I, we uh, sold our uh, dream home that we had built, that we thought we'd be in for the rest of our lives, and uh, after living there literally for less than a year, uh, we just really felt called of God to start a church. And uh, through the support, through the financial help, the encouragement of a very dear friend and a sponsoring church here in Orlando, uh, my wife Michelle and I loaded up a moving truck. And at the time, we had a four-year-old little girl, we had a two-year-old little girl, and Michelle was eight months pregnant with our son Luke, who at the time was in the oven still cooking. And... uh, And so it's amazing when you think about how time quickly flies, uh, that's literally how our beginnings beginnings literally began as we left our friends, we left our family, we left our comfort, our security, uh, we left our church home, we we left literally anything and everything that we thought was important and we thought perhaps was uh, maybe secure and safe and predictable. But you know what? We left all of that to pursue a dream and a vision that God had put in our hearts to start a church and specifically to start a church in Lake Nona, Florida. And now, flashback, rewind for just a moment because over 22 years ago, there wasn't a whole lot happening in Lake Nona, Florida. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> there just wasn't a whole lot happening. And, uh, but we felt led and called of God to come And like I said, through the help and the support and the encouragement from a sponsoring church, uh, we began that journey. And so on uh, Easter Sunday of 2001, we had our first public worship service. At the Lake Nona YMCA. It had just opened. It was the inaugural year of North Lake Park Elementary and the YMCA. Uh, they had just finished paving the road. There was not one single apartment, rooftop, anything within miles and miles from where that was. And so, but we started there through the encouragement of our sponsoring church. And uh, after about nine months of shooting flares up in the sky and bottle rockets and, you know, doing anything and everything we could to let people know that we were meeting in a church in the middle of nowhere, um, we finally, after nine months, went back to our sponsoring church and I basically said, hey, I think we are way, way ahead of the growth curve. Even though they're saying all these things are going to be happening, we need to be closer to where people are because we need to build a foundation. And so they all, the leadership said, you know what, I think we were a little overly ambitious, we understand, do what you need to do. Unfortunately, there wasn't a whole lot of options at the time, and it really required us to do something radical, it really wasn't something we wanted to do, it was honestly something we felt like we had to do. We ended up moving across the city off of International Drive, we met in a movie theater known as Festival Bay there at the Cinemark Movie Theater, and uh, that was quite the experience. We uh, actually were there for nine months, and uh, after having to negotiate, you know, service times versus movie times, and kids areas, and all of the challenges that went with that, we decided to move, because of a door of opportunity, across the interstate now on the southwest side of town at a school called Dr. Phillips High School. Very similar to an arrangement like we have here. And little did we know that we would be there for a little over three years. Knowing all along that in our hearts we wanted to be in Lake Nuno, Florida. And so after three years, a door of opportunity finally opened for us to really kind of take a large step to get us closer back to the southeast quadrant of our city. And we landed into a community known as Conway and Belle Isle. And we ended up taking a shopping center that uh, we ended up building out. And we ended up taking about 10,000 square feet, and then we expanded and ended up with about 16,000 square feet. And what we thought would be about a three to five year, um, you know, time frame, we ended up 14 years being in that location. But what's interesting is that in September, and this is also very unique in the fact that there's going to be a lot of September 11th references, Because when I was, when we first started in Lake Nona, as I stated at the very beginning, our very first public worship service, after nine months, what many of us may not remember, but I think you'll connect this important dot, that the actual 9-11 happened on September the 11th of 2001. I saw it literally happen, like I'm sure many of you before my very own eyes on live television, especially when the second airline hit the Twin Towers there in New York. Of course, we all know that on that day, because of the terrorist attack, there was so much uncertainty. And so, so many things as they related to construction and the forecast of growth of the community and the economy, things came to a screeching halt. And so, because of that, that was kind of like the first domino of having to move around on many occasions to different locations and different venues... Not because, again, we wanted to, simply because we had to and opportunities that God was orchestrating to eventually get us back to the southeast section of our city. And so in September, specifically in September of 2016, God opened the door for us to come here to Lake Nona High School. And so at the time, we became one church with two locations— And so we kept our location there in the Conway-Bell Isle community, and we launched our location here, and I was going back and forth. We had, at one time, up to five services. We had a Thursday night service. We had two uh, two morning services in the Conway-Bell Isle area, and then we had two services over here at Lake Nona. So you can imagine that was quite the experience of going from place to place on a Sunday morning But here's the thing that's amazing. It's amazing is that I believe what God initiates, he also orchestrates. And God all along was orchestrating and lining up people and situations and circumstances as well as his timing to eventually lead us to where we are today. And what's crazy is that little did we know that when we had to come to a very, very important place, and it was also a very important and emotional decision, as our lease, we had extended our lease multiple occasions, but we were finally coming to the end of our lease term in the Conway-Bell-Isle community. We had to make a very, very important decision. The important decision was, are we going to let go of that? Are we going to give up so that we could ultimately go up to reach the long-term and original plan and vision and dream that God had put in our hearts to have a permanent campus here in Lake Nona, Florida? So what happened was, in September of 2019, we decided— to let go of that location and to go all in to build our future and to build the vision here in Lake Nona. So we did that very thing. And as a result, we started and we began to build some momentum. We had two services. And so as we were beginning to move and and make waves and build momentum, going all in to build our future here at Rethink Life in Lake Nona. Well, guess what? Something known in March of 2020 came to our attention called the coronavirus or COVID-19. And we all know it literally shut everything down. We thought what would probably last for maybe two or three weeks (laughs) ended up lasting for an entire year. Let me put it more specifically. We did not have a public worship gathering for an entire year here at the high school. And when the school finally opened... Uh, In February of 2021, last year, we still were very limited based on the restrictions because of the COVID policies and because of social distancing. So therefore, it took us a little while to kind of regroup, and we honestly didn't know if anybody was even going to show up. (laughs) And little by little, through the provision and the faithfulness of God, did you know that last week we surpassed what we were averaging before The coronavirus. So, God is working and we are rebuilding God's church. Amen. Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And God is at work and God is moving and he's doing things behind the scenes, getting us ready for the next season and the next chapter. But let me just say this, people ask me all the time, man, Rodney, did you ever think that you would have to go through what you've gone through? Did you ever envision planning a church, starting a church 21 years ago, you would end up having to experience what you've experienced? And honestly, people even say, haven't you ever felt like giving up and throwing the towel and calling it quits? Can I be very real and honest with you? I can't tell you how many times, I wanted to quit throwing the towel, and I can't tell you, and I'm not going to put it in these words because I don't want to cuss in church, all right? But I can't tell you how many times I looked up to heaven, I said, God, what in the blank are you doing? And I'm just being real with you. And time and time again, God would remind me, my ways are so much higher than your ways. My plans are so much different. Than your plans, and you know what this promise is that I've held on to for all of these years in Galatians 6 9. And I just believe this is a word for anybody who is going through a season of hardship, setback. Man, if you're going through a season of trials or challenges or things that you feel is coming against you, whether it's in your health, your finances, your job, your marriage, one of your kids, whatever it is that you feel like perhaps is maybe causing you to want to quit. Want to throw in the towel or just walk away? Can I just remind you of the promise that I've been holding on to for over 22 years? And it's found in Galatians 6 verse 9. And it says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Hey, turn to your neighbor and say, don't give up. And here's the reason why. Noah waited for 120 years. Abraham, he waited for 25 years. Jacob waited for 20 years. Joseph waited for 13 years. Moses waited for 40 years. David waited for 12 years. And Jesus waited for 30 years before God gave him the green light and said, it's time. And here's what we need to understand Today, if you're in a season of waiting, you're in good company. Because God has a plan and his timing is always perfect. I heard someone say, God's timing is always perfect, but seldom early. (laughs) I love what Habakkuk, the prophet said in chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. He said, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry The correct message to others. The vision, this vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. So after 22 years of all of the challenges and stops and starts and twists and turns and all of the things that God has allowed us to go through to prepare us for this next season. Here's what I believe that matters more than anything. While we're waiting, we're going to continue to keep working. Amen. And here's why that's so important. Because in the last 90 days, since June, let me share with you how God has used you and rethink life. Since June... We've had 64 first-time guests that have come through our doors. We've had 20 people pray to give their lives to Jesus Christ that have actually written out and said, count me in. I'm giving my heart to Jesus Christ. We've had 22 people baptized. We had 981 people attend those four weeks called at the movies we had 64 people that participated on our serve day and we had 103 participate in our summer life groups and we had 447 meals over the last 90 days we've also collected over 100 backpacks that were filled with hygiene supplies and water built bottles that we help bless throughout the summer and on our serve day why because we're working while we're waiting we're advancing the gospel and we're building God's church one step at a time amen and so that's our plan and That's what we're going to continue to do. Listen, don't grow weary in doing good because in due season, God will allow us to reap a harvest if, 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 if we don't give up. We're just getting warmed up. And I'm just getting warmed up and I got to hurry up. So here's the deal. Today is day seven, as I shared a few moments ago. And that's the reason why we're setting aside these 21 days of prayer because we really want more than anything. We just want, we want to invite God. We can't do what we're even about to talk about without the supernatural hand in favor of God. In other words, we're just asking for God to place his hand, his favor, his anointing. We're asking God to put, more specifically, his super on our natural. Because we can't do it. Humanly speaking, we can't do it, as the scripture says. But with God, all Things are possible. So today I want to introduce you to a 32 word prayer. A 32 word prayer that has the power to change your life, change your marriage, your family. Literally change the trajectory, the destiny of your life. And I also believe it is a 32-word prayer that God can use that can change the trajectory, can provide for every need that we have, can open every door that's in front of us for us to walk through to claim more turf for the glory of God. A 32-word prayer. And I'm inviting you to pray it with me. And I'm going to break it down because it's known as the prayer of Jabez now for those of you who maybe have never had the opportunity here or to learn about the prayer of Jabez and maybe you're thinking to yourself man i used to live next to a Jabez many years ago but you know down in Louisiana or wherever but here's the deal you know what many of us maybe have never spent time maybe learning a lot about the old testament what's interesting Is that this man by the name of Jabez, just to be more specific? He's only mentioned one time in the entire Bible. In, listen to this, more specifically, in probably one of the most unread chapters and one of the most unread books of the Bible, specifically in the Old Testament. And what's crazy is that his name Jabez is literally sandwiched between scores and scores and scores of names representing the different tribes of Israel. And yet this man by the name of Jabez also had something else attached to him which made it very unique. When it came to his prayer and how God used this man and specifically how God responded in answer to his request. Because Jabez actually almost died. In fact, at birth, his mother, when giving birth, went through so much trial and tribulation through the labor process. That's where his name came from because his name is actually translated as pain. So you would think with somebody who went through such a traumatic childhood, someone who's associated with perhaps a jaded past would be undeserving of the kind of blessing supernaturally that God bestowed upon him. And yet here is Jabez, one man who prayed a, 32-word prayer whose name is sandwiched in the midst of all these other names in one of the most unread chapters and one of the most unread books of the entire Bible. And yet here we are talking about him today. And even though Jabez is not known specifically for what he did, he is known for what he prayed. And here's what we are going to learn today. We're going to learn the prayer of Jabez and how it relates to the vision that we believe God is calling us to fulfill here at Rethink Life. And it's found in First Chronicles chapter four of verse 10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, "Oh that you would bless me. Oh that you would bless me indeed, And enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me, that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. 32 words. And notice the response. So God granted him what he requested. Isn't that amazing? The power of a short prayer. The power of an urgent prayer, the, the power of a passionate prayer, the power of a desperate prayer. And what are the things that he mentioned in this very short, powerful 32-word prayer that made such a great Im- impact? Well, let's break it down. Number one, he said, oh, God, I'm asking you to bless me, and I want to invite you to do that same thing. Would you ask God to bless us? Would you ask God to, I'm encouraging you to ask God to bless you, to bless you and your marriage, bless you and your family, to bless, bless your dreams, your hopes, your desires, whatever it is that God has placed inside of you. Ask God to bless you and ask God to bless us as a church. And what's interesting is that not only did he ask God to bless but he said god would you bless me indeed now what's interesting is that that word indeed is a superlative in other words it's kind of like this god would you bless me but god don't just stop there oh god would you bless me and would you bless me a whole lot did you know the word to bless it actually appears 400 times in the new Test, excuse me in the old testament And every time you see the word to bless, it means to impart supernatural favor and unlimited goodness on our lives. And so that's what Jabez prayed. He said, oh God, would you bless me? And not only would you bless me, oh God, would you put your hand of anointing? Would you put your hand of favor? God, supernaturally, would you do the impossible in my life? And I believe with all of my heart... That's what we need to do. We just need to ask God, God, would you put your super on my natural, in every area of my life? Because it's not about me and I can't do it. But God, with you, I know all things are possible. You know, the Bible teaches us in 1 John 5, 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. I really believe praying the prayer of Jabez and asking God to bless us is a part of God's will. It is the will of God. You say, well, Pastor, don't you think that's a little self-seeking or self-serving? No, I don't. And here's the reason why. Because if our motives are pure and we are praying the will of God... God says we can approach him and we can have the confidence as we approach him that if we ask anything according to his will, it will be done. And here's what we need to understand. We're not asking God to do things or we're not asking God to to accomplish things in us and through us or to give us specific things for our own self-seeking interest. But at the end of the day, our motive should be, God, I want your supernatural favor and blessings and provision on my life that the outside world, the unbelieving lost world really cannot even understand because all they see is the supernatural blessing and favor of God on my life. And I want that and I know you want that. And there's nothing wrong with praying for that. you realize that every good and perfect gift comes from above? So we need to understand that God is the giver of all good things. God so loved, he gave. That's why generosity is one of our core values. We like to say it this way generosity is our way. We just believe that we should lead the way when it comes to this issue of generosity. Why? Because we have a giving God. Matthew 7, verses 9 through 11 says it this way if your God asks you, excuse me, if your child asks you for bread, Would any of you give him a stone? Or if your child asks you for a fish, would you give him a snake? Even though you are evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children. So how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And today I want to encourage you to join me And to join together in believing and asking God to bless us and to put his super on our natural. And not just to bless us, but he would impart his divine goodness and favor and bless us a whole lot. Amen. I heard the story about a young man who was stranded on the side of the road. And so he didn't really know how to solve the problem or... He didn't understand a lot about engines and cars. And so he was stranded there on the side of the road in his car and he was just waiting. His hood was up and, and um, he was just stuck. He was stranded. And then all of a sudden, this almost like motorcade, if you will, of big cars, multiple cars came and they all stopped. This guy was stranded in the middle of nowhere on the side of the road. And all of a sudden, this very distinguished man gets out of one of the vehicles wearing a solid black shirt. And he walks up to the young man with his window rolled down and he said, what is the problem? Can I help you with anything? And the young man replied, I don't know. I, I, I'm stuck. I'm stranded and my car won't work and I don't know how to fix it. So this gentleman, he took off his coat and he began to take the white shirt that he had that was beautifully starched with gold cufflinks and he took off his cufflinks and he began to roll up that beautifully white starched shirt, and he pushed it up. And he, so he told the young man, he said, give me just a moment. And this man reached down into the engine, and he started tinkering and started moving some things around. And then all of a sudden, the man said, go ahead and crank it up. And suddenly, the young man behind the driver's wheel, he turned the key, and it ignited the ish, it, it engine. It suddenly began to, to crank up. And man, that engine purred like a kitten. And so the man, now all greased up, he closed the hood, he walked by the young man, and he said, young man, he said, it's all taken care of, she's fixed. And so as the man began to roll down his sleeves as he was cleaning off his hands and trying to get back into the car, the young man, he stuck his head out the window and he said, sir, he said, I have a question. He said, sir, he said, who are you and what do you do? And the man simply looked at that young man there in the car and he said, my name is Henry Ford. And he said, I made that car. You know what that's called? That's called a Jabez moment. That's called divine favor. That's that's called God showing up at the right place at the right time to accomplish exactly what needs to be accomplished because of his goodness and his divine favor and his provision in our lives. Turn to your neighbor and say, God can fix it. Because today, if you have a broken marriage, maybe things aren't going well. Maybe things aren't where they could be or should be. Maybe you thought about throwing in the towel and giving up on your hopes and your dreams or your marriage or your job or your circumstances. I want to tell you today, listen, God can do the impossible. He can fix it, whatever it is that you're going through. Because, listen, when we pray and say, oh, God, would you bless me? And would you depart your divine favor upon my life? God hears us. The second thing that I want to invite you to pray for is not only to ask God to impart his supernatural favor and blessings upon us, but number two, ask God to expand our territory. Because that's exactly what Jabez did. He said, Oh God, would you bless me and bless me a lot? And God, would you expand my territory? And you've got to understand that that word means abundantly increase. It means a huge expansion, not just a little, it means a lot. It means to multiply. You got to remember, Jabez was a herdsman, a herdsman. He was a he was a, a person who made his living by raising herds of sheep and whatever his flocks were. But but because he was a part of the church tribes of Israel. All he had was his little plot of land. And as he was walking down the coastline or the, the fence line, if you will, and he came to the end and he began to see on the horizon, he said, oh God, would you give me just a little bit more increase? God, would you give me just a little bit more square footage here? God, would you give me just a little bit more room and territory? What was, what was he saying? He was, saying oh God, would you give me greater expansion so I can have greater influence to have a greater impact with my life? That's exactly what we're praying for. We're praying for God to expand our territory. Psalm 37 verse four says it this way, "Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart." And Ephesians 3:20 says it this way: "Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to His power. That is at work within us. We're asking God to expand our tor- territory here at Rethink Life. We're asking God, listen, to give us more influence. We've done a lot of research. And in many ways, I believe that God allowed us to experience what we've experienced over the last 22 years. Because times have changed. And not only is time Time has has changed in so many different things. What we've also learned is that you can do a lot with a little. And that doesn't mean giving up on our dream. It just means working smarter rather than harder and being a more effective and efficient steward of what God is calling us to do in this next season. Let me explain it to you. I want to break it down. Michelle and I, in 2019 had the opportunity to go to Zurich, Switzerland, you got to meet the pastor there that started that church named Leo Bigger, who was here last week. They built one of the most magnificent buildings I've ever personally seen in all of my travels in 57 years. And the building cost $60 million. Six families financed the whole thing. I realize not everybody's got Swiss bank accounts, all right? (laughs) God just blessed them and blessed them a whole lot. But you know what? We don't need a $60 million building. But what we do need, and through divine favor and opportunities and people that God has allowed us to be in front of, we have an opportunity to eventually build a building that will be not only state-of-the-art, but one of the most eco-friendly, one of the most efficient designs, so much so that there's a patent, a utility patent on the actual design and construction of this specific type of building that you can build for literally a fraction of the cost of traditional construction. And what we're envisioning for our future is something that we want to call the Life Center. And I want to give it just as briefly as I can. I want to give it to you so you can have a word picture, if anything, or a visual. It's not the final, but I want you to see the potential of our future. Now, if you know me, if you've been around me for any length of time, I can give you an acrostic on anything. And I love acrostics. I don't know if it's just a passion of mine or a hobby of mine or Maybe it's just a divine thing that God gives me. I have no idea, but God sometimes give me, gives me ideas or frameworks or structures or things that sometimes just, God just uses in the form of an acronym or acrostic. Life means a lot. Jesus came so that we could have life and experience it to the full. That's why our name is called Rethink Life. I believe with all of my heart everybody ought to stop and ask themselves life's two most important questions. This is where the name came from. What am I living for and who am I living for? And here's the thing, the L simply stands for learning. We envision a building one day that will be a life center that will also be designed for learning, specifically early childhood learning and education, such as a -a five-day-a-week preschool daycare that meets the needs of young families in this community. Let me be very specific with you. Did you know that businesses, listen to this, businesses lose an estimated $12.7 billion every year due to employee absenteeism. One of the primary reasons for that is because of a lack of childcare and support when it comes to their children. Two-thirds of working women with children under the age of 18 work full-time year around, And most daycare centers in our immediate area have anywhere from a year to a two-year waiting list just to get in. What we want to do is we want to provide the most excellent early learning environment in this region of our city to accommodate the needs and to build and to invest and to sow and to help pour into the foundation of the next generation for the glory of God. Because God knows the next generation needs to build on a strong spiritual and moral foundation that they're not getting in most places. And so with that, that's a part of our design and a part of our desire. The I stands for innovation and Technology. We want to provide a world-class space and an environment where we can have opportunities to be able to support audio and and video and and podcast suites where businesses and entrepreneurs can come and they can utilize and leverage those kinds of tools and innovations to help them. We want to provide a LED wall for something I'm going to explain here in just a moment that will help them. Visually make words and make images come to life that will have maximum impact on the teaching of God's word and on the teaching of principles that will be taught in this venue. And not only that, we believe the F stands for family. I just personally believe that so goes the family, so goes the church, so goes the church, so goes the rest of the world. And we want to create space, environments that will provide not only the spiritual foundation for our children's ministry, but listen to this, also for student ministry to create spaces and environments where we have a literally a full service kitchen to be able to have not only a full service kitchen, but a cafe and a place for families and for community and for connections and for people to gather. We want to be able to equip couples, whether it's through pre-marriage counseling, whether it's through marriages, whether it's through marriage counseling, equipping and investing and empowering couples and parents, parents to grow in their marriages and their family relationships, even provide professional counseling to help provide the needs of those who are going through and walking through so many situations and circumstances. And so, What an opportunity for us to be that church that is known for impacting families for the glory of God and to be the home of the winning family because that is something that we believe that God wants to continue to grow and expand in all that we're doing. The E stands for events. And that's where we want to provide a world-class space and event center. And guys, let's go ahead and quickly go through some of these and then I'm going to wrap it up. But an event center, it's an aerial shot. Go to the next one. Another aerial shot from the exterior. Let me show you the interior for just a moment. This would be approximately about a six to seven, maybe even upwards to an 800-seat auditorium that can actually be curtained off if necessary, but can be designed for special events, whether it's conferences, whether it is um, community events, whether it's concerts or perhaps whether it's opportunities for corporate gatherings where we as a church are being able to provide the best of the best where people from all over will want to come and experience what we have to offer as a church. Now let me explain something real to you that's real important to you real quick. What's interesting through the people that we've been seeking wisdom and counsel from and really just being challenged by when it comes to all the things that are necessary to reach a growing new generation. Sadly and unfortunately, the way church has always been done, most churches, if they have the ability, typically will build one building every 20 years. And the reason for that is simply because most buildings are having to be financed and operationally underwritten by the tithes and the offerings of God's people. And as a result of that, operationally, after all of the expenses are paid, there's very little money left to actually do ministry. And so as a result, a building is the single most important and most strategic tool and asset that a church has. And sadly and unfortunately, most churches sit empty six days a week, maybe five and a half days a week at the be- at best. And so here's the most important strategic tool that they have, asset that they have that God has given them, and yet it's sim- simply sitting there empty rather than being utilized for maximum impact. What we want to do is we want to reverse that. What we want to do is we want to create spaces and environments that are designed so that we can rent those spaces and environments out where we have multiple streams of income that is coming in through our event center, through our daycare center, through the venue rentals that we have, so that operationally, the building is being paid for in finance from the outside, and as a result, what God's people give on the inside is being 100%. 100% used to advance the gospel for ministry to reach the world that is in desperate need with the hope of Jesus Christ. That's the plan, that's the strategy, that's good stewardship, and that's leveraging what God gives us as a tool to maximize our effectiveness and be good stewards with what God has given to us. So that we, in return, can give life to the hundreds and hundreds of people and young families that walk through our doors seven days a week for the glory of God. And so we want it to be an intersection where the community of Lake Nona and beyond come to a place of connection and community and ultimately discover the hope that is found through the message of Jesus Christ. And so with that, that's how we want to give life. And that's how we want to share life with this community. Two more things and I'm going to be done. Number three, as it relates to the prayer of Jabez, we need to not only ask for God to bless us and bless us a whole lot, amen. But we also want to ask God that he would give us favor, that he would give us increase, that he would multiply our efforts, that he would expand our territory. And then number three, listen, we want to ask God to empower us. What did Jabez pray? He said, oh, that your hand would be with me. Now, I want you to look at me and listen to me. Hear me loud and clear. It is not about a steeple, it is all about the people. It is not about a building, but a building can be a tool to reach people with the message of Jesus Christ. And so, with that said, here's what we're doing we're doing all of this. If you want to know the motive behind the vision, here is the motive. There are over 1,000 people that move to Orlando every single week. According to Barna Research, the metro area of Orlando, listen to this, is the most post-Christian city in the southeastern region of the United States. Only 6% of the population of greater orlando are actively church in an evangelical protestant church that simply means god has placed here for such a t- god has placed us here for such a time as this in one of the most strategic and visible mission fields on planet earth There are people all around us that, quite frankly, are as lost as a ball in high weeds. And they have no spiritual clue or direction that Jesus is the hope of their life. And God has called us to be the salt and to be the light. And in Acts 1.8, here's what Jesus told his disciples before he exited back to heaven he said but you shall receive power and the holy spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people everywhere about me in jerusalem throughout judea and samaria and to the ends of the earth and that is the reason why on september 11th there's that date again on september 11th next month we are going to be going to two services you say why we have some extra seats in here let me tell you one of the main reasons why We're going to two services on September the 11th. Number one, our children's ministry is busting at the seams. They're overflowing back there. And because this school was built for educational purposes for high school students, it is not designed for Life Kids Children's Ministry. And so one of the reasons why we're going to two services is so that we can honestly, just provide more space for our families and specifically our children. But secondly, we want to give people options to get to us. Therefore, on September the 11th of next month, we're going to have a 9.30 service and we're going to have an 11 o'clock service. I won't be able to preach as long as I'm preaching right now. Can I get an amen? Come on, somebody. So therefore, I'm going to have to tighten it up. We're going to have to squeeze it in. But we're going to maximize our effectiveness so that more and more people can be reached for the glory of God. Number four. We're going to ask God to protect us. Because that's what Jabez prayed. He said, oh, that you would bless me. Bless me a whole lot. Oh, God, would you expand and enlarge my territory? Give me more. Give me more influence, more increase, more impact. Oh, God, would you put your hand of anointing and supernatural power upon me to do the impossible? And then he prayed, oh, that you would keep me from evil so that I may not cause pain. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. Church family, we're living in an unusual and unique time in our history. And I really believe the signs of the times are all around us. And I really do believe that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be exposed to more pressure... And more persecution. And there's going to be more and more at stake when it comes to us losing our religious freedoms. Unless God does something that only he can do in our nation. Now listen very carefully. What I'm sharing with you and everything you've seen is bigger than my capacity. And that is the reason why I'm in the process of building a team. And there may be some of you in this room today. Maybe God has given you the core competencies. And you know and you understand because you've done it. Where you can use those core competencies to be a part of a team that we are assembling as we speak to pull off what needs to be pulled off from a legal perspective, from a financial perspective. For us to work smarter rather than harder so that we protect ourselves from any threat from the outside, whether it's the government, whatever pressure, whatever form of persecution, whatever comes against us, we will be protected so that we can continue to do what God has called us to do. Because they don't teach you how to do all the stuff in seminary. I tell young couples all the time that college is overrated because I majored in time and space. In other words, I wasted time and took up too much space. But I'm praying that God raises up men and women who not only understand the vision, but structurally know how to execute the vision to protect us so that we can have clean hands and a pure heart. And our testimony... Of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it breaks my heart to hear stories and scandals and stuff that tarnishes the integrity and the character and the message of the gospel. And I want to get out of the way and allow God to bring into place people that God is gifted, unusually gifted. With great wisdom, discernment, understanding to help us go further, faster so we can be protected as a church. Proverbs 15 verse 22. Plans go wrong for a lack of advice, but many advisors bring success. Proverbs 16 verse 3 says it this way Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. Thirty-two words. Oh God, would you bless me indeed? Oh God, would you enlarge and expand my territory? Oh God. Would your hand be upon me? Will you supernaturally empower me to do the impossible? And oh God, while you're at it, would you please keep me from evil so that I will not cause pain? And God granted what he requested. That's it. 32 words that can change the trajectory of your life, this church, your future, our future, for the glory of God. So, will you join me in praying these four parts of the Jabez J- J- prayer and ask God to give you those Jabez moments? How you do that is simply this. Number one, take a step. Whatever that step is. Maybe it's a spiritual step you need to take. Maybe it's getting baptized. Maybe it's taking a step to get involved in a group or maybe to join a team. Just take a step. Take a step. Whatever that is. We all have a next step. Take that next step. When you came in today, there's a connection card that looks just like this. I want everybody to take it out quickly. Just grab it right where you are. We're going to close with this. Just grab your little connection card, notice there is a QR code. I don't have my phone with me, but all you do is you just tap the little photo. Everybody knows how to take a picture. But take your little photo button, click on that photo button, hover it over that little QR code, and it's gonna, it's gonna take you right now, it's gonna take you to what is called a, a link tree. And what I'm gonna ask you to do is to take a step, whatever that step is, is take a step. I'm gonna ask you to join a team why we're doing this series next week called RTL Strong, because we need to build a strong foundation for everything we're believing God for. So we need to join a team, we need to join a group. So take a step, join a team and a group, invite a friend, September 11th, and we go to two services. You know what, some of you guys, some of you gals who are football fans, guess what, that's kickoff Sunday. Come on, somebody. Let's get an amen on that. Let's kick off Sunday for the NFL. You know what NFL stands for? No friends left out. So we're inviting all of our friends to come on September the 11th. And then number four, mission and the vision. What I showed you earlier can probably be done for about seven to seven and a half million all in. What's missing is dirt to build it on. That's the first step. We, through the faithfulness of many of you who committed to pledge and to give above and beyond your tithes and offerings in December through our Imagine 2022, have been faithful. Many of you have perhaps no idea what I'm talking about. In December, we said we needed to raise a half million dollars to help with some different initiatives and different things we had going on in addition to helping for our future. Well, a lot's changed since December. Banks will not give to churches listen to this, loans to even buy land without bringing what they call 50% LTV loan to value. What that means is if it's a $1.5 million piece of land, that means you got to bring $750,000 to the table to even close. If it's a $2 million dollar Piece of property, do the math, 50%. You got to bring a million dollars cash to even close. And that's the reason why we're praying and we're asking God for these Jabez situations, Jabez opportunities that maybe, just maybe, God orchestrates, maybe God puts it on the hearts to help fund the vision in addition to everything that we're doing. December, we only had 277,000 cash in the bank. Today, we have over 388,000 in the bank. Little by little, God can do the impossible, amen? And what may appear to be a little, God can turn into a lot, God can multiply, he can give increase, and he can put his super on our natural. Because I'll be honest, I look at the bank account, but God's saying, quit focusing on the bank account and start practicing your faith account. I can do the impossible. And I'm asking you to do the same thing. Through your tithes, through your offerings, and over and above, whatever God leads you to give, towards our Imagine 22, because with God's help, I believe we can go further, faster. Listen, the pace of our vision is 100% dependent upon the pace of our generosity. So let's be faithful. Let's focus on our faith account. And let's believe God to do immeasurably more, to do more than we could think or even imagine to do the impossible. Because with God, all things are, that's not very much faith. With God, all things are, amen. Let's pray. I know that I've gone longer than normal and I, your faithfulness and your patience and sensitivity. I'm going to ask if at all possible that you avoid having to slip out unless you have to, unless it's an absolute emergency, but if you can, just a moment longer. This message and what I've shared today is really just kind of an in-house talk to those of us who call Rethink Life our church home you're a part of our spiritual family, our church family. My prayer is that you'll stand together, that we'll be united in what we really believe that God is leading us and calling us to pursue, to fulfill a destiny that God has given to us as a church. And I want to ask you to continue to pray, be faithful. I realize there are some of you that are here today, maybe for the very first time, Maybe a friend invited you and my prayer, if anything, is that you heard my heart. My prayer is that you heard from God, that you sensed God's still small voice speaking to you. Because it's not about a building, it's not about money, it's not about all these things. hope that you understand and get the context and you can process the bigger picture behind all that we're trying to do to advance God's purposes and to build his church but the reason why all this matters is because you matter people matter to God people matter to us as a church And it would break my heart to know that people would leave a service like this not knowing, not understanding, not having the opportunity to put their faith in Jesus Christ. And if that's your need today, right where you are, to put your complete trust, to go all in with Him, to make Him the Lord of your life, can I invite you to do that right where you are? You can pray something like this. Just say, dear God, I confess to you that I'm a sinner. I turn from my sin. Today I believe that God, on a cross, and you arose again. And by faith, I invite you into my life to forgive me and to save me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Hey, if you prayed that prayer just then, would you do me a favor? Would you let me know by just holding up your hand high toward heaven today, saying, hey, count me in. I just prayed that prayer. Not a shame to admit it. It's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we thank you for what you've done. Thank you for these that lifted their hands. And God, thank you for what you're going to continue to do in and through this amazing church. We give you all the glory for everything you've done, everything you're doing, and all that you will do in the days to come. And as Jabez prayed, Lord, our prayer is that you would grant us what we're asking for. For it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, somebody, let's give God a little shout of praise. Can we do that? Well, hey, we're going to uh, be dismissed in just a moment. Before we do, when we want to, uh, first and foremost, just say if you prayed that prayer with us today, uh, you can take your pen there and on your connect card, let us know. Make sure you complete that information. You can put a check mark in the little space that says I'm praying to give my life to Jesus. If you want to text rtl i decided to the number ninety-seven thousand. that will give you a digital card you can also go out to our connect booth and we have a bible and uh, we want we want to uh, really just connect with you we have a next steps uh, area as well uh, you'll see a banner out there it says next steps there's the connect uh, tent and so if you have questions about anything that maybe god is speaking to you about we'd love to pray with you talk with you and uh, encourage you in any way that we can and then also, obviously, all the things that we would encourage you to take your next steps towards. man, um, take advantage, get more information there at the Connect Tent. You can also, if, as a guest, pick up a free gift on your way out. And today, we're going to continue to be faithful. We're going to continue to sow. And we're going to continue to be obedient to the faithfulness of God. Uh, God so loved, he gave. And so let's be faithful and generous in this way. If you want to use the white envelope to give. Your offering your tithe you can do that you can give online you can give through a text any amount to that number there on the screen i think they'll have it up here for you and so you can pray and ask god to lead you what he would have you do if you want to give towards the future you can go click on that button or go to our website at rethink life click on imagine 2022 it kind of outlines some of the needs and the initiatives there but let's be faithful in this way would you stand with me? Can we all just stand together? I'm going to close out in prayer. And I'm going to ask, team, that uh, we just play out. Can we do that? Let's just play out today as our ushers in just a moment come. In fact, ushers, y'all can go ahead and make your way down towards the front. And we're going to ask some of our prayer team make themselves avail- available down here uh, as well. Father, we just thank you for the privilege and the opportunity that we have to be able to give, to sow, to invest to take next steps in our spiritual faith and journey as we walk with you. And Lord, we celebrate all that you've done, all that you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name, and all of God's people said, amen and amen. Well, listen, in fact, are y'all ready? Hey, let's just. Let's just sing, because there's a song they worked hard on, and I asked them to sing it specifically, because this is what we're praying praying for and believing God for. It's called Revive Us Again. It's a prayer that Habakkuk even prayed in Habakkuk chapter 3. Amazing. God answered his prayer. God came from where he was to where he was. And all he says is, God, let's do it again. Revive us again. Come on, somebody. Let's worship today.